This is Steve Cochran, and this is Live From My Office. Well, the funny continues. This will be, what, three straight episodes with the big laughs? We had Lewis Black and Jake Johansson, and this time around, it's a sit-down with Andy Richter. Now, you know Andy best, as does the world. From his time with Conan O'Brien, for most of the last 30 years, he was Conan's sidekick. Don't get me wrong, I love Ed McMahon. But Andy Richter, to me, is the best talk show sidekick there ever was. We talk about that. We talk about his podcast. We talk about uh, the acting. And uh, we set up uh, the big show. Now, by the time you hear this, this show may have already happened. Boy, did you miss a good one. Or you may still have time to get tickets. Check the show notes for information or listen as we discuss. Andy Richter joining me for a Q&A on Thursday night, February 29th at the Tivoli Theater, part of the H Foundation's big stand-up to fight cancer, cancer for comedy event. And the stand-up part is excellent, too. Mike Toomey, there's nobody funnier than Mike. Jim Flanagan, one of the funniest new faces in years, and the lovely and talented and very funny Annabella Vall as well, all hosted by Andrea Darlis. And then... Um, Mr. Richter and I come out and we wrap up the night. It's going to be fun, lots of food and all that. Go to hfoundation.org, hfoundation.org. Get your tickets, unless the show's over, and then you can make a donation. Feel free. So let's get after it. It's me and Andrea Darlis. Uh, this interview recorded just a short time ago, and now here on Live from My Office. This is good. This is good. Andy Richter joins us. Now, look, I'm old, man. I have watched Late Night TV forever, but I don't want to spend a bunch of time talking about Late Night TV. We will. We'll talk about Conan with Andy. Oh, yeah, we can all we want. And I'm old, too, so don't worry about it. But you and I you and I grew up in an era where, you know, you had a guy like Ed McMahon, who's great. Nothing wrong with Ed. A terrific guy. But nobody did it like Andy Richter did because he brought the performer funny side to it. Um, one of the questions we have to have an answer to, Andy, is did you ever turn anything down because you got put through a lot of stuff on that show? Um, but let's start here. Let's start here in Chicago, the pride of Yorkville. You grew up in Yorkville. Where'd you go to high school? Uh, <laughs> the only the only business in town, <laughs> Yorkville High School. Wait, wait, but you were you were the prom king. I was. I was. Oh. Uh, Do you still I have mean, the outfit? You know, I was. I was. I was a, a medium sized fish in a very small pond, but uh, you know, that's what. That's what. One, that's one of the uh, side effects of, of needing everyone to like you is that you get you get voted for things like prom king. Yeah, and if it's a small school like the school I went to, you know, there's a smaller pool that they get to vote for. <laughs> they go, yeah, yeah, look, he's funny. Let's pick him. Sure. Well, and my and my uh, you know my mental illness also. Uh, I, every time anyone mentions that, I remember that the five boys and girls were on the. Uh, were not allowed to be on the prom court. So I always look at it as I was the sixth most popular boy. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> well, if you take it in terms of basketball, six man's not terrible. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not, no, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad at all. You're still, on the, you're still on the bench most of the time, but, you know, it's not bad. True story. Um, and in Yorkville, when you were going to high school, because I live out in the Western Burbs now. Well, actually, I live in East St. Louis and I commute, but I got the summer place in Naperville. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, in Yorkville, 
it's developed now. But when you, as you know, Andy, when you were going to school there, it was farm field, farm field, farm field, farm field, farm field, high school. Farm yeah. field, farm field, farm field, what, 7-Eleven maybe? <laughs> I don't even think there was a 7-Eleven. I would think it would be a truck stop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, it'd be a truck stop where, you know, farmers were eating breakfast while smoking cigarettes. That's, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's so good. And then, Andrea, you may know this as a proud member of the University of Illinois alumni mm-hmm. and a staff member now. Mm-hmm. But Andy went to U of I before he went to Columbia College, and he was a film guy. Do you remember those fine yeah. days in Champaign? Yes, I do. I Yeah, I started out there uh, just because I, well, I mean, it's a really good school, and it's a really, uh, and I really enjoyed it there. But at the time, I, I actually, I started out, uh, I was going to I was going to be in the College of Communications, but that's a, that starts when you're in your junior year. So I basically freshman sophomore year I was just kind of taking liberal arts courses, but with an eye on getting into the College of Communications. And I had a meeting with in my sophomore year with a dean at the College of Communications, um, and she asked me what I was interested in, and when I told her, she said, "Well, you shouldn't be at this school." <laughs> I said, uh, you know, I, I'm interested in like television, but like making TV <clears throat> show television, or maybe even movies. And I said, or writing, but you know, you know, not 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 nonfiction, probably just made up like comedy stuff. Yeah. She she was like, no, no, you shouldn't be at this school. And I said, oh, you mean should I be at the College of Art because they ha- they had kind of a film program sure. taste together. And she said, no, no, you shouldn't be at U of I. <laughs> you know, I had oh, there for four wow. years, as far as I knew. Oh, yeah. But I was stunned. I was like, oh, no, what the? Because, you know, she said, we're going to teach you how to be a reporter. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh, I don't want to do I don't want to do that. No. <laughs> I don't want to cover crime. Yeah, I, make I don't want movies about it. No, well, I, I figured, too, it would be like, Covering grain elevator, uh, grain elevator fires in Kankakee. Sure. You know, oh, I mean, <laughs> totally. So just like, that doesn't sound great. So, Andre, you did that, so didn't you? I, oh, I, I totally, I totally did it. Andy, you'll completely appreciate this. One of my first gigs was in Champaign as a radio reporter, and there was a giant ice storm, and I saw people coming out with bags of sand and putting the sand on the ice. And I'm from Chicago. I'm going, what? About, where's the salt trucks and the snowplows? Sure. And they're like. Right, right. Well, this is a town of like back in the day, you know, back right. then, they back had in our one day. snow plow and a right. guy named Irv. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> and Irv was holding a shovel and yeah. he would get out and shovel. So, yeah, they're putting sand on it and we had to crawl the class so we wouldn't wow. slip wow. on the ice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Nowadays, nowadays it'd be like, yeah, we're, we're going to zoom that. We're not going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, Andy, here's what exactly. you missed. You would have been the reporter standing in front of the sand pile. Yeah. Um, right. Talking Dang. talking oh, about it. Sure it is cold. It sure is cold, right? <laughs> yeah. Sure is cold. Andy Richter reporting live from here. <laughs> so, from Shambana. So you, so you end up going to Columbia, and you get involved in the improv uh, community downtown, and, and then things you know go crazy from there. But let me go all the way to the future again. And congratulate you because you're a newlywed. I am. I am. Yeah. I. Uh, I. Uh, I was married for 25 years, and uh, we split up. You know, we were we had a lot of tons and tons of good times, and then it just kind of you know didn't work out. And mm-hmm. um, and then I met somebody. Um, I actually used one of those apps. I, I always, you know, I. I uh, 
as an old person, I always thought like, oh, apps, that's for losers. <laughs> and I didn't, and I didn't for the longest time. I didn't use them. I, I, because also too, it just seemed somebody, a friend of mine, actually Nikki Glazer, the yeah, comedian. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, early on in my singlehood, uh, recommended me for this one called Raya, which is supposedly a celebrity. Uh, it's a celebrity dating yeah. site. Yeah. You have to be a- asked in. And when you're on there, you do see, like various famous people, but I—I I, I mean, it was too soon, first of all. But like, I got on there and I just was like, it was—it made my head swim. And I also—I filled out the sort of the sort of uh, you know profile, and then clicked like save or whatever. And then I realized, oh shit, that's out on the. I'm sorry, I shouldn't. Say that. No, it's fine. <laughs> no, you can say this. You're fine. You're fine. Really? It's podcast and radio. You can You're say fine. what you want. You got your starting champagne. Okay. Yeah. How about Let's you start from the beginning? Really, my homeboy. <laughs> Well, how about you watch your fucking mouth, okay? See, Andy, what I will live with? <laughs> I know, I know. No, I, I get so used to it now. I mean, I'm, you know, and right. even later, even the later years of the calling, you know, we got used to like, well, they'll just bleep us. Uh, <laughs> right, right, exactly. Right, right, right. Somebody, will, somebody will clean up that mess. Uh, so where did you no, meet Jennifer? Uh, I met her on Hinge, and uh, and uh, we it didn't take too long. It was pretty pretty whirlwind, and um, she had she had a daughter. She's a single mom, and okay. uh, uh, she was just about two, and now she's turning four. And uh, we're talking about the daughter, John. That's right. the daughter, not the wife. <laughs> okay, I am so confused. I'm still back in Kankakee by the sand pile. It's very normal in in LA for there to be an older husband and a younger. Yes, mm-hmm. but that split's really wrong. Uh, <laughs> so, <clears throat> so I adopted her. I did a stepfather oh, adoption. Sweet. And now I got a I got a twenty two year old, an eighteen year old, and a four year old. Well, God bless you, man. That's a great story. Thank that you. is awesome. Thank you. You know the other thing too, as you well know, the wedding is not about the the, the groom, not about the the husband, not about the man. The wedding's about the wife. So, your wife, I know, was beautiful, and and it was a great day for her. But what about you? What would you have wanted? Did you register for anything? Is there anything we can pick you up on the way to the H Foundation <laughs> show because you didn't get anything you really wanted? You know, on your wedding day. I'm well. I mean, I'm now currently. 57. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say her age, but I will say she's only nine years younger than me. Mm-hmm. And so we had, we had a long time to accumulate a lot of junk. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't, we didn't need another waffle iron. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we had quite a few. So we just asked for money for our honeymoon. That was our registry. Okay, well then, what I hear you saying between the lines is pressure cooker. Are you guys hearing that as well? No, That's what no. I. Th- I. You're right. I nail on the head. <laughs> well, it'll it'll go along with the two that we already have. Wow, that's perfect. Well, I'm very happy for you, and uh, you know, it's thank you. It's, it's great to be able to meet somebody at any point in life. It really feels right, and it's just I love that story about you and that new little girl. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty great. It. it you know, everybody congratulates me as if well i mean and this is that's like uh it's it's like typical where a man in you know in his 50s takes on the responsibility of a little kid and it's like oh my god what a what a hero whereas a woman takes on the responsibility of a little kid in her 50s they're like well yeah that's the way it goes (laughs) yeah it's true totally true the man the man (laughs) like a hero and i always tell people you know i'm 
I she's doing me a favor because now I don't have to think about myself for another sixteen years. Yes, you know <laughs> exactly. I don't fact. have to make any decisions. I don't have to think about what I'm going to do. She's, you know, it's like oh, if somebody else wants to take over the agenda, that's fine with me. Well, well, see, that's all great, but I have to say, and I grew up on the East Coast, but you know, not New York, upstate New York. But there's something about the Midwest. I've been in the Midwest forever. There's something about the Midwest and a Midwest upbringing where it's really hard to get ruined by show business, Andy. I'm not saying you're not ruined, but uh, but it's harder. <laughs> you, you generally are still a real person. And I swear to God, man, you and I haven't talked in a long time, but everybody I talk to still says you haven't changed a minute since you, you and Conan first hooked up. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I agree with you. I do think, because I find it in, in fellow Midwesterners, I do find there's a, there's a sort of it's difficult to impress us with uh, with stuff that doesn't seem that important. Yeah, our, right. Our our BS meters are pretty strong, I think. That's true. Um, and also, I just I think like I don't know. It's just you you, you don't. It, it's more, you're kind of more polite, you know. I mean, there's, uh-huh. there's still you know there's a lot of wise asses that come out of Chicago, but they're generally pretty polite. You know, and generally pretty kind. You don't get a lot of sort of just cruelty, kind of based on mindless, you know, kind of thoughtlessness. That's true. Because um, you you do see that here. You do, you do yes. get that from people. Uh, you know, you go to you go. Speaking of charity fundraisers, I always think about going to a big charity fundraiser black tie event that raises all this money to send underprivileged kids to college and then go out after it's over, you go outside and all the people that have just raised all the money are treating the ballets like crap. Right, right, you right, know? right. Where's my car? Right. You know? And that's why Andy, that's why Andy is no longer the spokesperson for teens without limousines. Remember that didn't go anywhere. That was no good at all. That's Speaking right. of this though, why don't you get a sense of what you've stepped into with your generosity of the H foundation? Cause John and Andrea, I've been involved even longer than I have. So uh, as far as the comedy night goes, I know Andy and I are going to do the Q&A. But Andrea, you're emceeing, and who else is going to be there? Oh, we have a great show, uh, it's a, John. It's a great You're producing it. Uh, Mike Toomey, yep. who is uh, absolutely phenomenal. And uh, Annabella Va will be on this year. So that's two back-to-back. And, and Jim Flanagan. Jim Flanagan that's is also part yeah, of this. That's hilarious. And uh, Andy, you're going to love all three of them. They're so much fun. And they're so nice. If you, if you say so. <laughs> you know what, Andy, though? Everybody is so thrilled because we all got involved with the H Foundation a couple of years ago. We've been doing this for uh, at least five, six years now yes. that we've been doing this. And the H Foundation, this is an amazing organization where every single dollar raised goes to the Lurie Cancer Center right here at Northwestern in Chicago. And these are four friends that started this foundation in honor of their friend who died very young of breast cancer. And they started off raising about $10 million, $12 million. And over a 10-year period, Andy, that has transformed into $250 million in seed money yeah. to go for wow. basic cancer research. So deal. you are, are yeah, stepping into and headlining a wonderful <clears throat> organizational event next Thursday at the uh, Tivoli Theater. Beautiful Tivoli Theater yeah, in and Downers Grove. It's funny, Andy. This is why I'm so pleased that you were willing to do this, that you offered to do this and are involved because... You know, we, we the last three, four years that I put this together, um, you have created a buzz that we didn't have before. Oh, well, it's great. And it's, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So I cannot, I, believe me, it totally, since I thank you so much for doing That's this. That's very nice. 
I, I, well, I, I thank you for having me. I mean, and that's that's nice to hear. I'm glad. You know, it's always nice to to. I mean, make a difference and then make a difference. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, right. You know, I have an ego, so it's nice to hear I'm selling tickets. Yeah. No, absolutely. Well, nobody thinks you're funny. Let me clarify this. <laughs> right, I know. Now, one no. person said, oh, my God, he's funny. Yeah. Not one They're yeah. coming. They're actually oh, showing up for your poetry. There's yes. There's yes. A, or there's a there's a rotten tomato concession. And <laughs> it's a great old theater. I don't know if you ever made it there as a kid, because uh, Downers in Yorkville, not exactly next door to each other. But yeah. the Tivoli is one of these, these strings of great old theaters. And, John, you told me, but there was like a... A rail connection, all these old vaudeville theaters. Yeah. And the, I think this may have been one of them in the no early days. No question about it. I think it opened up in 29 or 27 yeah. or something like that. And there's still, I think there's still a bowling alley in the basement. But the theater itself, it holds like a thousand people. They they just, it looks so, classic cinemas who owns this theater and a bunch of other ones have just done such a great job mm-hmm. of making it look. We've done, uh, Steve, how many shows have we done there? In the yeah, past? we did our New Year's Eve yeah, stuff exactly. there. So, yeah, a ton of them. Just a beautiful place. You're going to love it. It's, it's going to be fun. Andrea, how do people get tickets? I know it's going to sell out, but it, how do people get tickets? Super easy. You can just go to the hfoundation.org, hfoundation.org, all one word, 75 bucks. Doors open at 6. The show begins at 730. $75 for an amazing night with Andy Richter. Oh, and you guys too. Cochran, DeCoste, <laughs> wow. Flanagan, uh, Mike Toomey, Anabalabal, <laughs> and there's tons of food. Yeah. There's going to yeah. be restaurants. Well, we're against that. Food, <laughs> food from all over the place. <laughs> but it, we're so thrilled, so thrilled at Andy. And Andy is getting the buzz because I was in a store the other day, a, a major retailer, and someone said, I said, hey, DeCoste is going to be there, Cochran, Toomey, and they said, as long as Andy Richter's there, there you, you all don't even have to be there. there you yeah. go. Well, thank oh, you for that, right. but... Well, that's great that Andy's getting all this love. It's going to be kind of hard to answer the questions you're asking yourself, huh? Mm. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, I want to talk about your podcast. As you know, Andy, by law, all Americans have to have a podcast now. Yeah. Um, but you do the three questions, um, and I'm, I'm a regular listener, man. I love it because you're bringing on people oh, that aren't on everywhere, and I think it's cool. Thank you. That's a, Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to say I get crappy bookings. No, no. <laughs> Listen. No. Anybody can no, talk know, to uh, to the next shrimp. <laughs> no, thank you. No, it's it's fun to do. I mean, and it's uh, it's been. I've been doing it for a few years now, and um, it's kind of you know it's sort of on the job training to learn how to. You know, I I mean, I sat next to somebody next to people getting interviewed for years. Yep. But that's a six or seven minute interview that's always you know get to the punchline and um but you know I've, I've sort of on the job learned how to get do an hour long interview and yep. uh, it's it's uh it's nothing i ever thought i would be doing but it's it's enjoyable and uh and it, I, I i like doing it very much and i and i end up talking to you know i don't talk to anybody that i don't want to talk to like it's not like i'm getting bookings forced on me you right know, i it i can it can easily say man nah, i want to talk to that person yep. and i and i do i do yeah. you yeah. know there's <laughs> people right. where they pitch me and i'm like no nah, nah, an hour with that person wouldn't be fun so right <laughs> it's true andy i gotta ask you what do you get most recognized for and i say this as the biggest compliment you are reaching so many different generations whether it's with conan or i well, love we you know it's conan right so let's guess conan yeah let's guess let's play a yeah, game conan show would are, be Conan would be the number one. Yeah, but thing. don't answer but yet. Don't answer I because say, I think Talladega Nights. I would say Elf. 
Oh. No, it's Elf. I knew it, see? I loved you an Elf. But yet if you ask the younger kids, they'll say Madagascar. And when we get to, yeah, well, but you know what? It's Madagascar. Nobody knows, you know, yeah. not a lot of people know that it's me because my voice is so, oh. I do the, for people that don't know, I do the character of Mort, who's the smallest little lemur in there. And, <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. People, people don't know that's me all the time, but that was, that was, uh, that was, that was a good, that was a lucrative little voice. Uh, <laughs> you're doing a lot of cartoon stuff yeah. and, and animated yeah, stuff. Movies and, yeah. yeah, there were three movies and then two series through Madagascar. And I'm still doing, I'm still doing cartoon stuff. Not, I don't have anything, um, anything really regular now. I do, there's one called Big City Greens that's on the Disney Channel that I do. I play the mayor in that. Um, and I was, and for a while I was, I was, I was playing a fire truck. Uh, Good gig. And one for for toddlers. I love this. I love this. You know what's weird, though, is, and you know this more than anybody because you're there in Hollywood, but, you know, you do a good job as a fire truck. You get typecast. And then all you get are are fire truck scripts. Right. Tonka this, Tonka that. First responders for toddlers. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the wheels on the bus. I have a question. So you recognize by all this stuff, but how about this? Uh, some of the most fanatical, loyal fans. What about Jeopardy? Yeah, Celebrity Jeopardy. Oh yeah, you kill on that. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I that was that was a really fun thing to get to be a part of. I mean, being a a Jeopardy fan, and then uh, I was on three different times, and I'm you know, I actually I've become like one of my best friends. A real good friend of mine is Ken Jennings. We you know we we became. We were Twitter pals first, and people would ask us each Jeopardy stuff, and then uh, we just kind of—he was out here once, and I, and I actually think I went up—I went up to do an NPR show up in the Pacific Northwest, and he's up from there, and he was on the same show, and we just hit it off, and uh, we, you know, <laughs> I'm 57, I don't see anybody, but I get—I do see him. You know, well, that's cool. One of the three people that I go out and have lunch with every once in a while. But here's the deal. Uh, if, if Because of how well you've done on Celebrity Jeopardy, who's the teacher at Yorkville High School we should credit with helping, ooh, uh, yeah. you know, educate you? Yeah. Good call. Oh, wow. Um, well, my fa- my favorite teacher was uh, a man named Arthur Hegney, uh, who I oh, I don't know if he's still teaching or what. I mean, well, let's bring him out right oh, now. Yeah. Arthur Hegney, <laughs> come on. <laughs> No, but he was—he was a very inspirational. He was an English teacher, and he's a very inspirational guy. Um, uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, because you gotta be—you gotta have some smarts. You can't be Captain yeah. Wiseass here sitting on a talk show. Uh, you gotta have some smarts to do, Jeff. Were you nervous the first time you did it? Yeah, I was. I was. I was. Uh, and the first time I did it too, we—I um, was doing a, a remote for the Conan show uh, at the same time. And I was there with a uh, actually uh, our head writer at the time too, a guy named Jonathan Gropp. He had been a. I, this was back when they used to have Yon for only five days, uh, but he had been a five day champion. So I had sort of a, a you know him to help me. Um, but at a certain point, when we were doing the when we before the show, we were at I, I think we were. I think we shot it at Madison Square Garden in the theater there. Okay. And uh, and at a certain point, I was like, okay, I'm no longer making a remote bit for the Conan show. I now have to make sure that I don't make make an ass <laughs> right, right, mm-hmm. out there. 
Um, but I did, I did pretty well. And I, you know, and I, I, comedians do very well. Um, I think that the previous celebrity tournament that I was on, Michael McKean. Yep. Oh, that's uh, right. One. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, Cheech Marin was really, really good at it. Uh, there's, there's a lot of comedians and I think it's just, you get used to, you get used to being quick. You know, I mean, you you know, you just... No, that's a great point. Up. Well, the other thing, too, yeah. don't you think, is because uh, uh, being skilled at improv or being a great stand-up, you got to have a pretty broad measure of interests, and you got to know yeah. a lot about stuff. That's why, you know, I mean, that's why I'm a great party guest. I can talk to anybody two questions deep, and after right, the second exactly. question, I'm going, oh, my God, I can't believe my mom's here. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> the backing away. No, I'm, the same, I'm the same way. I have I have a broad knowledge that is about an inch and a half deep. Yep. Like I know, you know, right. I, I, can, <laughs> yes. I can pull stuff out of my butt that I don't even know how I know it. Right. But don't ask me to get deep into it because I just, you know, I just got a lot of a lot of trivia floating around in my head, and I don't have any idea why, other than just just how my head works. Although now, as I get older, it gets harder to hold on to stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that's the initial journalist in you back at the College of Communications, because I always used to tell journalism students know a little bit. Just a little bit about everything. Yeah. But just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Andy Richter and I will do a Q&A as part of the H Foundation's uh, comedy night. And uh, we'll give you the website again for uh, ticket information in a second. got to talk about Conan for a bit here. Uh, because uh, a lot of years uh, with Conan. And as I said, as a talk show, um, what's the word for the wine? Sommelier. I'm a talk show sommelier. Um, and as a, That's one way to put it, As yeah. a talk show small, yeah, I always tell people that work with me, and Andre knows this, we've been friends forever, uh, being in that second chair is tough. And it's more about knowing when not to talk than knowing when to talk. And the thing that you brought to the party always is you had a million lines you must have eaten, and the ones you threw out were almost always home runs. It's a pretty impressive skill set. Well, thank you. Yeah, it, no, you're right. You're right. There's There was plenty of times where I... I would have a, a good one, and then the moment would pass, and I would be like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> I, I can always make more, you know, uh, mm -hmm. because it was always, you know, in some ways, I, to, when people would, would compliment me on my batting average, I would say, well, yeah, but I only I only swing at pitches I know I can hit. Well. <laughs> you know, it really is like you watch, you, you know, it'd be like I, if I was batting and but standing next to someone who was actually batting and then would jump in front of them and hit one. Uh, that was sort of the way it was. Uh, but it was, you know, it, but that, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, you definitely do. Your brain gets like a muscle. I mean, I sort of learned that doing improv when I was doing lots and lots of improv, there were plenty of times when I would come up with really good stuff and kind of, feel like I don't know where that came from I would it was almost as if I was hearing it come out of my mouth just <laughs> as, as surprisingly as, as anyone listening well but you know it's funny you say that because there's a million favorite moments I have with you but one of them is uh, when Chelsea Handler was on and I'm sure people bring this moment up to you but Chelsea Handler not one of my favorite people as a matter of fact one of the few people I ever threw off a show but oh, wow. uh, Chelsea Handler was on with you she made some cheap low joke and she said something about your ability to float in the ocean or something. Do you remember the line? Yeah. Yeah, she was talking about swimming in the ocean. And, she, and then she just, first, you know, turned to me and said, uh, do you float? And I said, 
do you think? And then I said, and it, if you do, it's because of that cast iron heart of yours. You know, she laughed and she liked it. I mean, I like her. I like her. And, you know, she kind of, she was going on like the old, and I, and I used to notice it early on in the Conan show. There was, you know, there's an old kind of paradigm of, there's the host that you talk to and that you respect, and then there's this guy over here. Right. Yeah. Kind of ends up getting to be, you know, he's either the drunk or he's a dummy, and right. You know, and Ed kind of Ed McMahon was kind of that, and I, you know, people like would, like Larry King used to kind of do that early on. He'd be like, well, then there's this guy over here, but Larry actually was the first person on that show to ever stop the interview and say what a good job I was doing yeah, true. You know, fairly yeah. early on. Yeah. He just, that was just, you know, that's like, you know, you, you go, you go into a shop and there are these certain tools you're used to u- using a certain way. Yep. So yeah, there you go. That guy over there, he's for punching. Well, but that's the thing, right? Cause it's a hack move and I'm sure you got a million stories of writers who are out of ideas and, uh, and, and they'd pitch something and you go, no, no, it's oh, just, yeah, absolutely. There was, because we started to do, you know, we would occasionally do, uh, pixelated nudity. Yep. You know, there's, there's actually a couple of, you know, kind of famous clips of, of us. And, and, you know, you put on like what they, it's called a dance belt and it's basically a jock strap with one strap that goes up the middle right in the back. And you put that on the pixelite, you're growing out. And then it's like, you know, it's like a nudity joke. And there were plenty of times when the writers would need a, an ending for a bit, and it's all of it, you know. And then Andy comes in nude. <laughs> and I was like, that's, no, that's a special weapon that's only used, used to, you know, it break glass in case of emergency. Not in case of emergency, but in case of, you know, appropriate use. That's so Christmas I, and birthdays, boys and girls. You guys are going to have to yeah. work a little bit harder than that. Yeah. yeah. Or the other one, and I and I can see why they do this, was to do at like Andy as baby, like Andy. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Um, and that's but that's because I've had the same body since I was three years old, just sort of in terms of dimension. You know, <laughs> I've, I've had the same amount of thickness head to toe. But uh, yeah, but, but you know what? That's one of the cooler things I think about your friend Conan. Through the years, Conan never treated you like, oh, the other guy on the couch. I mean, he did shtick, he did bits, obviously, he did stuff character-wise that, you know, where he popped you or pounded on you and you pounded on him. But I, there's never been a host, uh, in my opinion, that treated uh, that uh, second position as equal as Conan did with you. I don't know if you feel that way. No, I absolutely do. And I mean, and he did not have to uh, be as generous with his time both on and off. I mean, with his time and, um, and, and, you know, and, and the freedom that I got, which I, like I said, I got it both on and off camera. I was very much a partner in that show in terms of the production of that show, the quality yep. control of that show. And, you know, everything that he and I were the, were sort of a tandem, uh, step in the, the final step in, in quality control before things went out the door. Um, so he was, he, he was very, cause every, everybody in comedy, when you're putting on a show like that, you need someone you trust to go to turn to and go, is that funny? Yeah. Right. 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 Plenty of times 
when you think of something and you think, oh, my God, that's hilarious, and then you find out it's not that funny right. to anyone else. <laughs> right. And, and you lose perspective. <clears throat> you, need, you need somebody to do that for you. And I don't care who you are. Everybody, every funny person needs that from time to time. And I performed that role for him, among, among other people, but, but definitely that was part of what I did there. And it's, it is an incredibly generous thing for people with a, a skill set to allow somebody with a similar skill set to work right next yeah. to you. And, there's, and it's a very uh, secure thing. It's a very healthy thing. Um, not that Conan's healthy. I don't want to get you know, mentally healthy. I don't want to give that advice. Uh, <laughs> in this one area. Yes, yes, yes. In this one area, he's terrific. Other yeah. than that, call the therapist. Um, <laughs> I know you got to jump, but we really appreciate your time. And obviously, you and I will have fun. We'll all have fun at the H Foundation Comedy Night. Stand by for your plug, boys and girls. Um, but it's going to be great. Welcome back to town. And thanks for taking time with us here. If you're not listening to this, uh, the Steve Cochran Show on the radio every morning on WLS or the Live from My Office podcast, you must listen to the three questions. Oh, yeah. Subscribe, rate, review, download it. Thank you. Find Thank an older you. person who doesn't know what a podcast is and show them. <laughs> yeah, and I actually, I'm actually working on a couple, of, a couple of new ones, too. So Good. hopefully... In the next month or so, you'll they'll be I'll be doing some a uh, couple more. So all right, I'll see you on the night of the 29th, H Foundation. Google it up for tickets, and uh, we hope to uh, meet you out there. Andy Richter Q and A, and a whole bunch of great stand up as well. Thank you, my friend. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, Andy. I'll uh, see you next week. Live from my office, sponsored in part by my mother, who says this is the only podcast she'll listen to, and she doesn't understand this podcast crap anyway. It's not a great slogan, but it is a business. Ross Cochran, thank you as always for producing Live from My Office. It doesn't happen without Ross. And thank you for listening. Will it be funny again next time? Ho, oh, what a roll we're on. And thank you, Andy Richter, for the time. And please support anytime in person or online the H Foundation and the great work they continue to do. I count my blessings. I hope you do the same. God bless you. This is live from my office. 30 years plus on the airwaves. You have turned your dial to me. Now you're tuned into my podcast. It's live from my office, Steve. From Ithaca, New York, to Carolina South, W. Cochran, Steve. From Minneapolis, and then Chicago twice, top-rated shows achieved. Sit back, relax, and now listen to my show. When or wherever you are, cause you're on the go. Celebs with some laughs and great info Live from my office, the Steve Cochran Podcast Show Yeah, yeah, yeah No better place to be Yeah, yeah, yeah Subscribe and like for free Yeah, yeah, yeah Live from my office, Steve So glad you're with me It's live from Thank you for listening to Live from My Office A service of Monkey Run Productions All rights reserved the podcast is hosted by Steve Cochran, and it's mixed, edited, and produced by me, Ross Cochran. Steve is available for corporate speaking gigs. He would love to MC your event. 
and occasionally, he's funny. Thank you for listening. Head to CochranShow.com for more.